So for those of us here in Michigan, you know, we've been having snow off and on already. It's that time of year where sometimes we have like snow on one day and then we get some relatively warm days right afterwards. And so I was kind of just putzing around the yard. Um, I think it was Thursday when it was really nice and I was just trimming a few things and watching the squirrels and the chipmunks run all around and they were trying to, you know, gather their last minute nuts for winter. So I went inside and I got a handful of walnuts and I like to throw those out into the back. Like we've got this little patio and that kind of helps them out a little bit, right? Helps their cheeks get a little bit chubbier. And I think of the chipmunks, especially being really vulnerable this time of year. You know, like squirrels can stay in nests like up at the top of the trees or inside the trees in the coldest months, but chipmunks are so small that they can't do that. They would actually freeze to death. And so they have to like burrow underground and they create these like labyrinths of rooms where they can store their resources, right? And so they have the resources spread out so that even if some of the storage rooms get raided while they sleep and chipmunks, they sleep for days at a time sometimes. Um, so even if some of those get raided, they'll still have some food on hand in there. And then occasionally when they get a particularly warm day, like last Thursday and Friday, they kind of venture out and see if they can find some more snacks to hide away. Right? I think that they're like the, the person in the office who's always poking around to see if there's like cookies or something. I remember back in the day when I worked at Borders Corporate Office, there were always people like coming to different departments like, ooh, did somebody have a birthday? That's how I think of the chipmunks and the squirrels. And they have to make some really serious calculations to stay alive during the winter time, right? They have to sort of figure out when is it warm enough that I can go above ground and be safe? And is it worth risking becoming a meal to a cat or to a hawk? I actually took a really amazing picture of a hawk in our backyard this summer. And I was going to show it, but it, because one, it's awesome, but it has a dead squirrel that it had just gotten. And I thought maybe it's a little too much for those of us who are really sensitive to that. So if anybody wants to see it, I can show it after the fact. But, you know, that's a very real threat for a small animal. It's like, what can I do? And so to make it through the darkness and the cold and sort of the barren food landscape, these little guys are just having to make these constant assessments about how they can survive and thrive. And so this year, I'm actually thinking of Advent the way that a chipmunk thinks about winter. And I'm kind of just assessing the state of my emotional storage rooms and trying to figure out when and how I can maybe get some refills to sustain through the coming months, you know, just kind of calculating the safety and my needs. And last year, there were just so many unknowns with COVID that kept us especially isolated. And we had that strong political tension and so in some ways, I think heading into another COVID winter is easier than last year, but in other ways, I think it's harder because it's just, it's been a rough year. That's what Rachel and I were just saying to each other this week. It's just like, man, it's just been a rough year. And I don't know about you, but I'm just kind of weary, right? And my happiness tanks, these little storage rooms I have, they just, they need some active tending, right? We need fun and joy and play to shore us up and to keep us healthy. And so I'm asking myself, how can I find joy when I'm in this kind of constant space of waiting for things to be easier? And I thought, you know, Advent is a perfect season to help us to learn how to wait better. Because the whole point of Advent is letting us wait and prepare together 
right, as we're waiting to celebrate the presence of God with us here on earth. And so I was going through my week and there was one particular Advent scripture from Isaiah 40 that kind of kept going through my mind um, as I was walking, taking my daily walk in the park. I'm going to put the Isaiah scripture in the chat. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And the mantra that kept going through my mind as I was walking, you know, sometimes scriptures just kind of get stuck in my, in a loop in my head. And it just kept going through that first bit, in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. And these verses from Isaiah here, they were actually written in the aftermath of decades of difficult living for the Jewish people. And so with his words, Isaiah was trying to comfort people who were, you know, just like way beyond weary, far longer than what I think we've been handling. Right. In fact, the very first words of that same chapter, copy and paste those are comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Right? Isaiah was trying to comfort. It was like God was saying, Isaiah, give my people comfort and give them hope. One day things will be better and encourage them that there are things they can do to help better prepare for those coming good times and to have good times in the meantime, right? You can help prepare the way for the Lord. And I think that these verses can be preached in several big picture ways, right? Many of them connected to like creating like systems of justice and how the ways of Jesus and his tradition give like tools for doing that. Like that's normally how I would lean into these verses. But this year, the way I'm receiving these words is actually, it's just on a little more personal level, right? I relate to feeling like I'm in a wilderness and I want to know how can I better prepare to receive the presence and the joy of the creator in this space? Like, what can I do to anticipate better times, even when I don't know when they're coming? And so maybe you've been feeling this way at times too, right? Like, I'm not feeling like this all the time, right? But there are definitely days. And so the question is just what practical things can we do in our day to day to keep joy and hope bubbling to the surface? And I don't think the answers to that need to be like super religious sounding or overly demanding of us. Right? They can be as simple as maybe ritualizing a weekly gathering with friends or getting to work out three to four times a week if that's helpful to you. Or I thought of Caroline actually. Um, waking up early to write or do something creative, like building that into her schedule. And everybody finds life in different ways. And so I just want to encourage us to be intentional about doing what sustains us, right? Give yourself permission to lean into those things and give yourself something to look forward to and your family's things to look forward to that maybe even prioritize things that provide variety in a time when we don't have a lot of variety. And I was thinking about it kind of like how squirrels bury nuts all over the ground, right? They, God, they bury them in my flower pots to my chagrin. <laughs> they bury them all over Rachel's garden to her chagrin. They don't even remember where most of them are located. I think I read once that squirrels only remember like where 20% of their nuts are buried. But they do it 
so that they have nice surprises that sustain them, right? They run across something, they're like, oh, I got food, right? And we can kind of help joy and life kind of pop up by laying some groundwork, right? Just make a few preparations and, you know, sort of evaluating to take calculated risks for our well being. And during Advent, you know, we focus on hope and peace and joy and love. And I think that if those are signs of the Spirit of God, then just like helping make space for experiences where we feel those things is helping prepare the way of the Lord. Like in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. I was also thinking a little bit about Mary and Joseph and their journey to Bethlehem this week and just what it meant for them to prepare the way for the Lord. I was thinking about how Jesus's mom was nine months pregnant when they were traveling. And from what I hear, nine months pregnant is extremely unpleasant for most people. And it would have been about a four day walk from the village of Nazareth, which is up in the north of Israel, walking south to Bethlehem. And as you go further south and you get closer to Jerusalem, depending on the time of year, that area can become very desert like. Right? It's, it's, it's hilly and it's mountainous and it's dry. I spent a few months studying there about 10 years ago, and that that was mostly what it was like. And I hear that in the spring, the rains come and part of it sort of green up. But if Mary and Joseph were traveling for most of the year, it would have been arid and rocky. And I was looking at Gospel of Mark starts with this verse. I put it in the chat. There's someone shouting in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make the road straight for them. Right, so that, that's an echo or a quote of Isaiah that captures the desert surroundings there in which John the Baptist and Mary and Joseph found themselves, right? So in addition to the political and the spiritual and the emotional desert that the people felt what they were in, they were actually in a literal desert or desert-like conditions too. There's someone shouting in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. And I imagine Mary with her swollen ankles and her pressured bladder and little quality sleep by that point, just covered with dust from the road. And I wonder if she got to that point and thought, is this baby ever going to come? And I know every mother I've ever known has said that she's just so beyond wanting the baby to come by nine months that the longing to be comfortably unpregnant again outweighs the fear of the birthing process, right? Is this baby ever going to come? Is COVID ever going to be over, right? There's a resonance, I think, in their story. Will the daylight grow longer again? Will the world become a better place? And this is the essence of Advent. Right? We're in this space of just being like, Jesus, when are you going to arrive? And how do we prepare for you to arrive? Both in the bigger sense, but also in these small everyday moments of our lives. And so for the meditation today, what I want to do is just invite us to sit with how we can prepare for the presence of Jesus to show up in our day to day lives. But just how can we prepare the way for more encounters with hope and peace and joy and love? Like, how can we make those more probable so that we can get through, you know, winter and the pandemic? So what I'd like you to do is just I'm going to put this into the chat, make yourself comfortable. We're just going to take a minute or two and ponder that like in the desert. How do we prepare the way for the Lord Just spirit? How show us practically what we can do? So I'll just say, come, Holy Spirit. 
come and show us and let's just make space for the spirit to speak. Holy Spirit, I ask that we would find little surprise moments of hope and peace and joy and love, just like the squirrels finding their little surprise meals in the winter. And I ask that you would show us how we can care for ourselves as well as for each other. And that if we're in a place where we're able to give, that you would sort of uh, quicken us or alert us to people who could maybe use a little cheering up if we're in a place where we just really need to receive i ask that you would help us to do that as well i ask that you would just fill up some of our storage tanks um, and that you would just bring us comfort as we go through this advent just continue to help us build our resiliency help us to lean into one another as well as to you as we anticipate the coming of your son, Jesus. Amen.